This is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast, hosted by Roman Prokopchuk, bringing you all things digital marketing, tech, business, and motivation. What's stopping you from becoming relentless in all aspects of life? Are you ready to become a digital savage? Let's get into today's episode. Hey everyone, this is Roman Prokopchuk and this is the Digital Savage Experience Podcast. Today I have with me Henry Kaminsky Jr., aka The Brand Doctor, founder of Unique Designs, author of of Refuse to Give Up, and the host of The Brand Doctor Podcast. Thanks for jumping on today. Thanks Roman, I appreciate you having me, man. Pleasure. So let's kind of jump into it. How did you get started in the field that you're in now? So it's an interesting, (laughs) I fell into it by accident, quite frankly. (laughs) I was working at a corporate, um, I was working at my corporate position right out of college. Um, I was luckily able to get a a job at a local hospital, one of the biggest hospitals in the state, and uh, was working there for eight years. And around the year five, I finally uh, got out of cleaning coffee pots and checking people's insurances into a a more fulfilling position, which was special events director um, for the Sudden Infant Death Syndrome Center in the Children's Hospital. And what I was responsible for was creating fundraising events that uh, basically raised money to then support the families in the state of New Jersey who lost a baby to Sudden Infant Death Syndrome. And uh, so it was, it, was a very, it was a very sad position, but it was very rewarding at the same time because the strength that I, that I witnessed from these parents who lost a infant less than a year old suddenly and unexpectedly without any answer was just amazing. And one of the things that I really, what, what, what I took to heart was, wow, if they can get through this, then I have no excuse. Okay, so I was in a a crossroads. I had gotten my master's degree when I was 23 years old from Fairleigh Dickinson University um, in business management. And I was just, I was, I feel like I wasn't utilizing that to the best of my ability. However, I, I enjoyed the position very well because it was very creative. So I had Z100, one of the biggest radio stations in the world, literally, I called cold emailed Danielle Monero from the morning show one day. And I said, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm starting this event. I would love to have Z100 sponsor. Would you guys be available? Could you do it? And she got right back to me and she became a big, big, big part of the success of that event. So I needed marketing materials to get that going. And my buddy at the time was a graphic designer and he sat me down one morning on a Sunday and was like, here, we're going to design all the posters and the flyers and all of this. And I just became enamored by graphic design. I didn't even know what graphic design was at the time. And so long story short, the, the event went off phenomenally, but I, be, I got bit by the graphic design bug and I convinced my boss to buy the Photoshop program and like, dude, the rest was history. Three years later, I spent 36 months building my craft, building up a little side hustle, and then I left the hospital. And the first year in business, I was able to generate $248,000 in revenue by myself. And that's when I knew I had the, I had what it takes to to 
play in this entrepreneurial space? No, it's really awesome. Um, I, I value that because I went to college for something kind of totally different, criminal justice, and graduated in 07, 08, where there were no you know, government criminal justice jobs. So I had to pivot. And then I saw that I liked it and took it upon myself to learn it over time. So I really value that kind of career path. Yeah, let's go. Cool. Uh, what's one thing you can tell the listener? How do they develop to be paid what they're actually worth? Yeah, so that's a good question. And what I like to say when I'm working with clients, especially those folks that invested in the Brand Accelerator program, because that's that's my one-on-one coaching program. And basically, what we need to def- define is what are their strengths, okay? What are their superpowers? And how does that align with the needs and wants of their ideal client, okay? That's what we need to pay attention to. Because if we don't know what that looks like, if we don't know who we're serving, we're going to waste a ton of time, money, and energy when it comes to developing our brands. No, I I wholeheartedly agree with that as well. So in terms of you've developed an expertise, obviously you do a lot in terms of, you know, media and getting your brand out there. So what's one thing you can do or give, you know, advice on in terms of kind of scaling your expertise up? Sure. So there's a couple things we can do. Now, one of the things that I would share is this. You got to ask yourself a few questions. And I think some of the questions that you could ask yourself is, what do you do? What problem do you solve? What's your vision? What's your mission? Okay. Um, what niche are you in? Okay. Who do you champion? Who are you for? Who are you not for? Okay. How are you going to earn the loyalty, the attention, the trust of those that you want to serve? And then you want to ask yourself, why are you doing what you're doing? And that's where you got to get into purpose. You got to you got to be uh, strong enough and courageous enough to share your story. Listen, I almost went bankrupt twice, okay? And I'm not afraid to share that story, both stories, because it inspires those folks that may be in a similar situation, that feel like their back is against the wall, and feel like they're about to lose everything, and give them the motivation and the focus to say, "Hell no, game's not over." I'm ready to get this going again, and I'm gonna do whatever it takes to make that happen. So your story is huge, okay? And then what's the plan? What's the strategy? How are you gonna get from point A to point B? And so you really need to figure that out before you set forth, or if you're hitting that that glass ceiling, like most entrepreneurs are at, you know, that are generating six figures or more, and they wanna get to that seven-figure mark, we gotta think of another strategy because what got you to six figures is not going to get you to seven and i've learned that through trial and error so the other thing i want you guys to pay attention to is why are you doing like who are you doing it for which i mentioned before so we don't have to spend too much time there but why does it matter like why should they invest in your product or service so you have to market the problem but you just don't want to be that guy or that gal who is that like Debbie Downer, like, oh, if you don't do this and you scare people into buying your stuff, like that's horrible. What I would have you do is showcase the problem, but offer the solution. And that's where your products and service come in and say, here's 
here's the end desired result that you could potentially experience if you make the choice to make this problem go away, okay? And then you wanna ask yourself, how do you do it differently? Like what makes you so special? So defining your X factor. So I do this in a very strategic way inside the Brand Accelerator program um, that allows clients to really recognize their superpower and say, wow, I have abilities here that can really change someone's life and I need to deploy them. I need to know how to activate them because I'm a firm believer that we have everything that we need in life to survive and to create a life that we are truly fulfilled with and a business that we're proud to promote inside of us already. We just need to pull that out. And so it's part self-awareness too, Roman. It's part self-awareness. You really gotta know who you are. And when you answer these questions, you'll start to define that. Yeah, I think self-awareness is really important in terms of who you are, what you offer, and what you focus on in life. And if you're good at something, you should focus on it. And hopefully that passion will then lead to obviously success. And I think that success should be a primary driver. Obviously, the money comes, which is obviously a nice luxury. But if you're kind of focusing on something that you may not be passionate about, but there is money there, you're going to live, you know, that whole journey of those 20, 30 years to getting to, let's say, retirement, if that's your end goal, miserable. So I, I do agree with that self-awareness point. So for somebody in social media, obviously social media is important and a lot of businesses and brand building. How can you position yourself as an influencer or a subject matter expert? You really got to show and prove, man. You know, I grew up, I grew up with one of 50 white kids in my whole school and we used to play it at the park and we would have uh, some, some, some of our friends would come out with these outlandish things these ideas and they would say certain things like, oh yeah, by the way, I used to blank, right? And, and we would be like, okay, well then show and prove that, okay? And so I grew up with this show and prove mentality. And it really, it really helped when I became an entrepreneur because I said, if I want people to know, like, and trust me, what do I need to become in order to make that happen? And what I started to do was really leverage my Instagram and social media accounts, my YouTube channel, The Brand Doctor, um, my, my, my Instagram account, like I said, um, The Brand VR. And... I started to showcase results that I was getting from my clients. I was showing people, I was showing my audience how I take a, cons a concept, a concept of a brand and actually create the, the actualization of it. So the brand identity, the brand messaging, and, and I would document and case study all of this work. And then I would deploy it out on my social media channels and just give it away. I would literally give it away. And that brought me to a level of success that I never thought I could imagine, which brought me into, um, for those folks that are aware of ClickFunnels, the, the, the funnel building software. Um, last year I was inducted into the Two Comma Club, which is basically when you have one marketing funnel that has generated over a million dollars. And I did that uh, pretty quickly um, with the way that I was presenting myself online. And uh, I, I soon became um, sort of the expert when it comes to personal branding and developing the brand around you 
that is going to help you scale your business to the next level. No, I definitely agree with that. Showing results on social authenticity because social is kind of, you know, a highlight reel of your life. So you do need to put things in terms of a process, what you're, you know, if you're selling something, if you're positioning yourself as an expert, what you have to offer. And the point you made about giving things away for free, I highly am a firm believer in that. There's a lot of people that, you know, gate things and push them to a program or a course. But I've seen a lot more success and a lot more doors open where you freely give information and set people up for success. And, you know, they come to you for the rest, basically. That's it. I mean, people are so afraid of missing out. So it's funny. One of my, I have a mastermind. um, I'm in this mastermind. It's small. It's four people. And we all have different skill sets, right? We have a guy who's mindset. We have a guy who's copywriting. We have a guy who's like digital marketing master, like Facebook ads. He, you know, he knows all the tech stuff uh, when it comes to that stuff. And then there's me, the branding guy. And basically one of the things that we were talking about yesterday was this fear and what certain fears, there's three types of fears. There's the fear of loss. There's the fear of less. And then there's the fear of never. And that really opened my eyes because I always had this fear of giving too much away because then they wouldn't need me anymore, right? And then, so I, I, when you can categorize your fears into those three buckets somehow, some way, when those fears pop up, it gives you a better understanding. And what I realized was like that fear was so fake. It wasn't real because what I thought about was this. They still need me. I can give away all of my secrets. I can give away it all. But if they don't know what to do with any of that and they still have questions, they're still stuck. So the other alternative is to just hire me or hire someone else. It doesn't matter, but hire me to help them get through that mud and those those sticking points. And so I completely just ripped that fear out of my head and went on with it. And it has brought me more business than, you know, I, I really know what to do with. Uh, that's really awesome. I really, I wholeheartedly agree with that. So what's one thing that you've taken that may have been kind of a weakness of yours over time and molded it and developed it into a strength, either personal, professional, or both? Yeah, so dragging feet, okay? And, and consuming without execution, okay? So when I first got into the game, so... Here's what happened. When I became a graphic designer, Fiverr came out eventually and all these other sites came out and you were able now to get graphic design work at a at a commodity price, five bucks. Right. I didn't know how to beat them. So I joined them. And so I remember signing up as a Fiverr designer and I spent about 60 to 90 days. I forget exactly how much how long I was a Fiverr designer for. But I remember the day as like it was yesterday. And I had this woman signed up for five bucks for a two-sided business card design. And she made me revise it so many times. After I tracked the time, it took, it took about six hours to complete the job. So if you do the math, I was getting paid about 85 cents per hour on that particular job. And I said, I will never do another Fiverr project again. And it was the pain that I went through to realize that like, my God, I'm slaving over here and I'm getting these PayPal deposits of like $90 at the end of the day. 
And I was like, this isn't sustainable. This isn't going to work. So my question I asked myself was, how do I create more value for my audience? How do I solve bigger problems for them? Because once they, once I start solving bigger problems, I'll, they'll start cutting bigger paychecks. And so I went heavy into brand strategy, brand development, and really I, I began to shift as more of a strategist. Now I have a team of 15 people from top to bottom that actually execute now where I can spend most of my time developing strategy with my clients and developing content to connect with my audience. And that's where I, that's where my strong suit is. So what my, what, what hurt me in the beginning was I would consume, 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 but I would never execute. Okay. And then that started to take its toll. So what happened was what I realized, I said, okay, I need to figure out where I'm hurting and I need to pivot immediately and take action on that immediately before it turns into a cancer. And that is my superpower. My mentor pulled that out of me when I first started working with him and that changed the game. He said, Henry, I've coached, I've been in the game 25 years. I've coached hundreds of people. I've never coached someone that could turn on a dime and execute. And so I was like, whoa, that's different from six years ago because I would just consume, 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 not do anything. Now it's, okay, found my weakness. How do I fix it? What do I need to do? Who do I leverage? How do we get it done? And like that, my business scaled. No, I agree. I think uh, it's execution and the ability to pivot. I think a lot of people watch a lot of motivational stuff, whether it be, you know, Gary Vee and Milet, whoever, and get super hyped up. I'm going to do something, but don't end up doing anything with it. It's like this high for a minute or two, and then you kind of get back into your mindset. But if you execute on that, you, you know, you're going to develop some kind of change. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I can share that's tactical, because I know a lot of people like tactics, um, is this, when you, when you read something, when you watch something, when you listen to something, teach it within 24 hours. Go out on social media and teach it and put your spin on it, put your perspective on it. I can promise you the, ret the retention rate of that information is gonna go through the roof. No, I agree. Um, you have to do it yourself. And if you're not kind of in the trenches and learning it, regardless if you listen to it, you know, read it, it's, it's going to leave in terms of a, a knowledge. If you and, don't use it, you lose it. Yeah. I mean, there's too much, there's too much stuff to remember and you have to constantly refine your craft. And the other thing in terms of, I think, important with marketing or branding, that emotional tie-in, like you mentioned as well. So, you know, knowledge or information plus the emotional trigger or tie-in adds to a long-lasting memory. So top of mind and a branding sense that brand outlasts in terms of the mind of an end consumer, their competitors. So I think that's very important as well. Yeah. And I don't think we discussed what exactly branding is. And I just want to make sure that I get that out there to your audience. It's, it's that gut feeling that people get when they interact with you, your product, your service, your business. And I, I am a, a, I specifically um, have my expertise in personal branding. So what personal branding is, uh, is the crossroad between how you perceive yourself 
and how others perceive you. Okay, so there's an exercise that I want to share with you and your audience that will help them get that perspective because they may think of themselves as one way and their audience completely looks at them completely different. And that's a problem. And the, the, the wider the gap between what you think you are and what they think you are, the worse you're going to suffer. So my question that I've asked my audience on several occasions is how do you feel when I show up on social media? How do you feel when I leave? Or if I'm, a, if I'm physical, if I'm in a physical location, what feeling do you get when I walk in the room? And what feeling do you get when I leave? And let them, and, and, and tell them, listen, this isn't some self-fulfilling, you know, uh, I'm not trying to toot my own horn here. I need to understand how I'm being perceived. And you know what's funny, Roman? There were people that uh, said some amazing things about me and there were some other things that were said that I was like, wow, I did not ever, ever think, right? That I would come, that, I, that I'm coming across that way. For example, there was my copywriter. I asked this to my copywriter. My copywriter said, okay, let me share with you something. The tone of your emails are coming from, and this is at least how I'm getting felt. This is the feeling I get. It's like you're speaking from the ivory tower. Like, I'm right, you're wrong, you're stupid, do this. And that is the furthest from how I would ever want to be perceived. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a trenches guy. Like, if there's something that my team needs to get done and we're running low on time, I'm jumping in Photoshop and I'm getting the shit done myself, right? Like, I'm a trenches guy. And, and, and when he said that, I said, okay, we need to change the tone here. And so now when I present, I first and foremost say to my audience, hey guys, this used to be me. So I can be empathetic to what you're feeling right now. Here's how I got out of this mess. And boom, changes the whole feeling. So just wanted to leave that with you guys. No, I agree. I think that feedback's important and taking it, you know, just as a neutral, uh, I guess, comment. Because a lot of the time when you get any kind of criticism, your first inclination is to take it or, you know, be defensive about it. But I think taking something like that, learning from it and adjusting to it and moving forward with that, whereas, you know, making your team comfortable, it really adds value and shows that, you know, you're willing to change to better your team and the, that team dynamic. Exactly. Awesome. Well, I really appreciate you jumping on today. Do you want to share where you can be found or anything else you want to share with the uh, listeners? Absolutely. So I have a free personal brand training that I would love to share with your audience. It is is a 43 minute video and it will share with you some ideas and concepts behind my philosophy, which is the quality of your brand will determine the quality of your clients. And it will help you understand what it is that you need to become to attract the clients that you truly want to serve. And you can find that training if you just go to unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S, dot net backslash personal brand training. You could also go to my website and find it too, which is simply unique designs with a Z at the end, not an S, dot net, and just click on free training and it'll take you there. And then you'll find my 
social media, you'll find my podcast, you'll find everything right there at, at that hub. So I appreciate you, Roman, for having me on the show and um, helping me get my mission and vision out to more entrepreneurs that want to make this world a better place. Thank you. It was a pleasure. You got it. This podcast has been brought to you by Nova Zora Digital. Find out how Nova Zora Digital can help your company grow online. Learn more at NovaZoraDigital.com. Until next time, all you digital savages.